Good morning. Welcome to Sunday Morning with 11 Action. I am Ken Tuck. I certainly appreciate you joining me this morning. But you're not just joining me this morning. I have my good brother, Cody Kirkhoff, back in the studio with us. Cody, they're joining you as well. Man, it's great to be here. And Good morning. i got to talk like Ken. I always <laughs> want to do that. Uh, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me back. And we had a blast last week. Oh, we did. We awesome did. conversation about salvation. And we really talked about from all the way back in Genesis and all the way up to the crucifixion. We got to the cross. Yes. But we're not leaving Jesus on the cross. Jesus coming off the cross. That's right. And so we're going to talk about Jesus coming off the cross and rising again and salvation and what that means and just living this life out for him because we want to bring better understanding to those of you who are listening and you're seeking. We know you're seeking. We've all been seeking at some point in our lives. Nobody was born saved. Yeah. <laughs> so, so And with all the knowledge. Right. And we talked last week, like you and I enjoy doing this because we love to create safe space where people can ask questions. Right. Because I, sometimes in, you know, as, we, as we're, you know, maybe seeking to learn more of Christ, learn more about Christ, what this means. Um, you can be a 30-year Christian sitting in the seat, but just like, I just don't understand that. We want you to know it's safe. You don't have to always understand it. It's, it's, it's okay to ask questions. You know, imagine the disciples asking Jesus question <laughs> after question. And I'm sure they had times of like, hold on, I should know this. I'm not going to ask this because I need to look like I know what I'm doing. We don't got to know what we're doing. We right. can ask questions. Right. Teachers always in, encourage us in class to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, so why not ask questions about the most important topic yeah. in history? And so, yeah, we do encourage it. And right here at the beginning, Cody, let's let, in case people hear something, they, they want to ask questions. How can they contact you? For all those in the listening area, I'm at a ministry right here in downtown Dothan called The Harbor. And good buddies and partners in ministry with Ken and uh, you can call us at 334-790-4031. Just say, hey, heard you on the radio, and I want to ask a question. And goodness, we would love that. We'd probably, if you're in the area, we'd say, hey, come on down. Yeah. We'd love to spend some time, you know, being able to talk. And do you have an email address? Email is K-O-D-Y. My name's Cody with a K. K-O-D-Y. At the Harbor, H-A-R-B-O-R, Dothan, D-O-T-H-A-N.com. Cool. And if you want to contact me, Love in Action, we're 334-494-4995. Or you can email me at ken.tuck, T-U-C-K, at loveinactionministries.com. Please contact us if you have any questions whatsoever. And if you make a decision to follow Christ, we'd love to uh, talk with you about that as well. But today we're going to, uh, as I said, we're going to continue unpacking salvation. But Cody, we need to go to our Heavenly Father in prayer first and ask for his guidance. Uh, Jesus, we come again to you this Sunday morning. And for all of those listening, Lord, we pray that hearts, just move our hearts around. Let us just hear from you. Let us have a moment. You, you are such a God that can make a personal message through this time for each one of us. God, would you move in those hearts and minds this morning? And if people do have questions, people are searching, people need more confidence in Christ, they want to find ways to grow, God, you speak this morning to them through this time with Ken and I. Lord, I pray for Ken and I that we would glorify you, that everything we said would be based only on your word. And Lord God, thank you that we have this opportunity to share. And we pray for, even if it's just one life out there, well then, Lord, you know who you're talking to. Lord, reach that life this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Last week, Cody, we uh, just as a quick review, we talked about why we needed Jesus. 
why we needed that perfect sacrifice of a somebody created in God's own image to look like you and me. Jesus is the Son of God. He was fully God. He was fully man. And we talked about how he lived a perfect life and he went to the cross to bear all of our sins of the world and to take the wrath of God for us. Because the wrath of God was death. If right. we're separate from God, we're, we're death. We're death. And, you know, as, he, as we use that term, he bore our sins. What that is, is like, man, if one sin, it separates us from God. Right. I mean, we probably have a couple at least, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, a couple. Uh, and, and if we're separate. And so what Jesus did by, by substituting himself as a sacrifice for us, boom, it drew us back to him, thus back to God, that we could have relationship again, that we could be in his presence, that we could have hope when it says he took our sins, literally he's like, yeah, that divide that that sin caused, he's, I picture him like a little rope just bringing us back in. Hold on. I'm, I'm bringing you to safety. That's what he did. He took it all. And not just for this person or that person. He did it for the world that who whatever would call on him. Right. I love the image of God because, you know, you and I, brothers from a different mother, look a little different. There's 8 billion different images right. of God in this world <laughs> that Jesus came for. I hope all the call would call on him, but that's what he did. He substituted so we can be in with him. And it's like if you were going before a judge and you had committed a crime and he's about to send down this life sentence, a death penalty, and somebody walks up and says, Your Honor, I want to take that for mm-hmm. him. Let him go. Let me take that death penalty mm-hmm. for him. On a much grander scale, that's what Jesus did for us. When God told Adam and Eve, don't, don't eat of that fruit unless you'll die. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Satan was saying, you're not going to die. Are you sure? And so they're like, oh, yeah, it looks good. Well, I'll go ahead and eat it. And they didn't die that second physically. Mm -hmm. But spiritually, that's where the death happens at. And that's why Jesus says in the most famous verse in the Bible, John 3, 16, that all who believe shall not perish, talking about spiritually, will not perish but have eternal life. So we're all going to physically die one day. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just that's a fact. And that's a fact that another proof that sin is in the world Mm -hmm. is death, like you said. But we can leave this earth knowing that our souls are going to be with him. Mm -hmm. And we know there's only two destinations, and we've got the the opportunity to choose which one we want to go to. Do we deny Jesus and end up in eternal hell, which gets dumped in lake of fire, and that's a whole other story? Or do we want to give our lives to Christ, surrender to him now, live for him and be with him as he told the criminal on the cross in paradise Paradise. uh, forever and ever. So, you know, this is a a heavy topic we're talking about this morning because we're talking about eternal. And and it's a matter of perspective. You know, do we really understand what eternity is? How long, how big, how much it is? Do we really understand perspective that God wants to give us life here? And do we really understand perspective that if eternity were, were these spiritual beings, that's ultimately who we are. We are created to be spiritual. We happen to be in human form just for this moment. I always love the illustration. You take a string from L.A. to New York City, 3,000-some miles, and you tie a knot somewhere. It's probably over Iowa or something. A little tiny knot right there is literally our life in that grand whole scheme of that string. That really brings it into perspective of our life here on this earth. And, you know, the thing we also have to understand when when we talk about eternity is that we know where we're at when we get there. 
those in, in hell know that they're there. Mm-hmm. And we have that, that story about Lazarus and the rich man, where the rich man, he put his mm-hmm. trust in faith, and his faith and trust in his riches, and, and Lazarus put his faith and trust in God. And we see the rich man in hell, and he's just begging for a drop of water. And then he's begging that, please go tell my brothers, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't want them here. I don't here. want them here. So people in hell know they're there. Yeah. And, and it's total separation from God, from everything that's good. Any hope. Yeah. You think about the shame, you know, when there's no hope, we lose hope on things. There, there's just shame. There's hurt forever. You know, I always, I always say, like, you know, a lot of people say, you guys are crazy for believing this. You're believing in something you can't see. And you and I can talk on and on about how we've seen God and we've seen right. what he's done. And we've seen this miracle of God and we've, we've seen this. And people still say we're crazy. And that's okay. People say we're crazy. But I always say, hey, you know, you think about your best moment you've ever had in life. It was just like the greatest moment of the greatest day. Like it was the, the highest high, perfect moment of life ever. Well, without Jesus, that's the best you got. Forever. Because even if Jesus isn't true, the best you get is you end up six foot in a box under the ground. Well, if Jesus is true, that best, best, best moment we ever had, that's nothing yeah. compared to eternity. That's right. And he's tr- if he's true, which you and I obviously believe very right. much to our core that he is, if he's true, goodness, we're not worried about a box six foot under the ground. But the worst case scenario, if it's true and we didn't believe, it is that eternal separation right. from God in hell. I mean, so it's looking in that perspective. This is, this is universe eternal shattering kind of stuff. This is big. And while those who are in hell know that they're there, those who are in heaven know that they're there. And they get to experience face-to-face with Jesus, get to experience being in the glory of God and being with him and the saints who have gone before us forever and ever and ever. And that's why, as Christians, we can have so much peace when death comes because we know that we're going to go be with him. And if we have a loved one and we know that they are believers in Christ and it's, their time has come, then while the sadness hits us, the joy comes in that, you know, I'm going to see you again. I'm going to see you again. You know, you and I in ministry, we've, we've dealt a lot with death. And I've always told people, it, it's okay to be sad. We can find hope if we know that that person was in Jesus. But I'm pretty sure all those years ago, Mary was pretty sad to lose her son. Yes. I'm sure there was a lot of tears. I'm sure there was a lot of pain. She knew who her son was. She knew the promises of her son. She was still sad. Death's hard. Yeah. But we can, and it's a supernatural. It's a peace that we can have that does surpass knowledge because it's only something that God can give. And that's why even in those sad moments, but we can take courage, take strength knowing, but I'm going to see you again, or but I know where you're going. I rejoice in that. I, the perspective of, hey, you know what? You're actually going to your real home now. That's right. Because we weren't made for this world. Yeah. And so we get to go home and, and uh, looking forward to that day of seeing Jesus face to face. When Jesus died on the cross, they brought him down and they wrapped him in the ceremonial cloth that they would wrap a, a person in. And they placed him in a tomb, and the tomb got sealed because the Pharisees said, hey, this guy talked about coming back mm-hmm. to life. Let's, let's make sure they don't come and steal his body. And so the, the stone was, was sealed mm-hmm. over the tomb so nobody could get in and do anything. All of his followers, like you're talking about Mary, I'm sure they were crushed and just 
Because when Jesus was talking about coming back, it never really registered what he was talking about in their minds, and, and, and we see that through their actions. Uh, especially with Peter saying, no, I'm not going to let anybody bother you, mm-hmm. hurt you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but Well, then, they were seeing it firsthand. They, yeah. we, we're living in a, in a great time of knowing this was all spiritual and eternal, he was talking about. Yeah. They were trying to learn it, trying to receive it, but it was all firsthand seeing it. Yeah, they hadn't written the gospel yeah. yet. Had they? <laughs> they didn't have them. Yeah. So they were distraught and probably very afraid because mm-hmm. they knew, oh, this is our leader. Oh, I could be next. I could be next, yeah. yeah. But the third day came, and Jesus rose. And Mary Magdalene actually was the first person mm-hmm. the angel told that Jesus arose, and she became like the the first evangelist of mm-hmm. <laughs> you know of, of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and, and went back and told, and and he showed himself to the disciples, five hundred at one time, mm-hmm. and then we know he ascended to heaven, mm-hmm. and is at the right hand of the Father. But what does all that mean, Cody, for somebody who's listening right now, and they're saying, you know, I. I understand he died and he rose again, but what does that mean? Well, what's it mean? You know, last week, you know, we, we said we got to the cross, and then you just took Jesus off the cross and he went to the tomb. You know, going to the cross, that was the substitution. He was the perfect, unblemished sacrifice that was just like you and I, human, and was able to take our sins. He replaced us. We should have died there. It replaced us, and because of his perfection, it forgave our sins. But then our God is so awesome, and so all of us, to, to be in the presence of God or to have any relationship with God or have any hope in this world, we can't be separate from him. We have to continue to repent and draw near to him. But our God is so awesome, he's not like, hey, you know what, that's good, I'm going to stop right there, cool, we got forgiveness for the world. He's always like, nope, I'm going to do something extra too. So God wasn't only just looking for this lifetime, like, yes, my sins are forgiven, but Jesus then coming off that cross, going into that tomb. And doing exactly what he said, hey, I'm going to rise up again. And he came out. He then conquered death because sin caused death. We're talking the spiritual death. And all of a sudden, when Jesus rose and he's back and he's showing what heaven on earth is and he's showing what heaven is, he conquered then the grave. He conquered death. He, He showed us, whoa, there's just not just forgiveness of sins. There's actually eternity that... I will never, ever, ever depart from God. I will, I will be part of this universe and creation forever. And that's what Jesus did come out. And so you want to talk about not just a hope of, yes, God forgave me, because we all need forgiveness. But, oh my goodness, I have an eternal hope. You know, we throw around that term eternal too lightly. Eternal is a long time. And it's hard for us to wrap our brains around eternity because we know we're born, we pay taxes, and, and we die, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a beginning and there's an ending. In eternity, there's none of that. And there's no taxes either. But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, Cody, you, you said that um, when Jesus, he conquered the grave, he conquered sin, he conquered death, he conquered Satan. And it carries us all the way back to the beginning of our conversation last week when I read Genesis 3.15. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what does all that mean? There you go. There you go. Those who were listening last week, and you can also go back and listen on, on the Love and Action podcast. But, you know, when he says he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel, Jesus stomped on him that day. Mm-hmm. You know, conquering sin, death, and Satan all at one time. And he gives us now that opportunity to say, I believe, I trust you. I want to live this life for you. And when we consider what he has done for us, 
and how undeserving. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't care if you know if somebody's to just been the nicest person their entire life and and did good things their entire life, they still need Jesus. It's like my testimony and my wife's testimony. She was at a very young age when she gave her life to the Lord. I lived a little different life during my late teenage, early 20 years, and then came to the Lord when I was 23. So we got different testimonies. But the fact of the matter is that we were both hell-bound mm-hmm. because of our sins. Mm-hmm. And so we both had to make that decision to surrender our lives to Jesus. So it doesn't matter if we're living a good life, you know, what the world calls a good life, or if we you know, are just this crazy partying person who, you know, people go, yeah, they, they need something mm-hmm. to happen. They're like, yeah, we're in the same boat. We need Jesus to have eternal life. Uh, you need Jesus if you have one sin. Right. Yeah, that's, that's it. You need that's Jesus right. if you got one sin. Okay. Th- then we can always stop sitting there and we evaluate ourselves by how we see other people. We need to evaluate ourselves by how we see Jesus, how Jesus sees us. If we got one sin, we need Jesus. And that's what he came to do. He said, okay, cool. I want to do this for you, for the whole world. And I think sometimes people, you know, you're talking about being good. There's a lot of good people in this world. Well, why is that? Because people were created in God's image. Right. Whether they know Jesus, whether they give glory to God, whether they give the the kudos to God, there's good in this world because God created people. And ultimately, there's a, you know, I hear the argument all the time. Well, that person is an awful person. Okay, but they love Jesus. And then you hear all these people like, I don't need Jesus. I'm a good person. Okay, Jesus even said, what's good? If we got one sin, we're all broken. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, you know, but it is by grace that we've been saved through faith. And it's not by our own works. It's not by being good enough. It's not by doing enough. I've struggled in my own life. Other people have struggled. You know, sometimes we put this works based, like I got to earn it. Right. You know, I got to hitch up my pant, get my belt tighter, put it on my shoulders and lug it. And I can do this. I can't do it. I can't earn it. I can't be good enough. I can't do good enough things. Like God does not sit there and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to check that versus that person. I think you did better things. Come on in. No, it's one sin separated us. God loved us, sent Jesus to redeem us, our trust in him, and then living a life for him. Boom. And that salvation, I mean, we, we need Jesus. We need to put our trust in Jesus. Uh, scripture clearly tells us that and clearly tells us, as you said, that it's by grace, mm-hmm. God's grace through our faith in Jesus that we have been saved and we can be made righteous. God justifies us. You know that term righteous? Yeah. You know, those are always like those questions. What does righteous mean? But you yeah. know, you're afraid to. Right with God. Right with God. Yeah. Right with God. Yeah. Like literally God can say, yeah, we're right today. Yeah. Had a friend who's gone on to be with the Lord. He, he used to say, it means God is right and everybody else is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and right standing with God. And only Jesus can, can get us there. Yeah. Only Jesus can put us in, in that position with Almighty God. The fact of the matter is, is God loves each and every person because he created us in his own image. Mm-hmm. And what he wants his creation to do is to become part of his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you hear the expression, oh, we're all God's children. No, we're not. We're all his creation. We're all his creation. We become his children when we put our faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we become part of the greatest family that's ever been, ever will be, mm-hmm. the family of God. And Cody, how does a person, somebody's out there listening, saying, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. It's making sense. But how do I go about putting my faith in Jesus? What does that look like? What, what do I need to do? 
Well, do you have faith that when you push the gas pedal, the car is going to go? Well, the only way to do that is you actually got to push the gas pedal. Do you have faith that don't jump off something high because you could get hurt because of this thing called gravity? So you don't. Well, you have to put it into actions because faith is not just thinking that you believe. Faith is actually living it out in action. And so when we put our faith in Jesus, we might not even know what the steps are. But as we begin, I always say, okay, hold on. I've put my faith. I believe that Jesus did die for me. I believe that he rose for me. I'm going to put my faith in him. Then part of that then is starting to know him, starting to be with him, starting to take on the characteristics of who he is. What's ways that we began doing it? First of all, it's faith. There's a lot of people that read the Bible in this world that have zero faith. But part of it is, hold on, that's my relationship with God. Part of it is we start diving into that. We say, dive into the book of John. It's a great gospel, the good news. Dive into the book of John. It's 21 chapters. Start reading those over and over and over just to be with Jesus. Uh, Start taking action steps to pray. Like, hey, God, I'm learning about you. I'm learning what this means. Like, God, keep showing yourself to be real to me. Keep showing yourself in scripture to me. God, put people in my path that would know you and could encourage me in this. God, help me maybe find a fellowship or church that can help grow me in this. And God, put other people in my path that maybe don't know you, but I can tell them, hey, I'm just starting off on this journey. I want to tell you about it. You start putting it into practice. And then I think we do understand the things of you know who Jesus was. If you don't know, hey, what were the characteristics of Jesus? Google them, and you're going to find loving and kind and considerate and compassionate and forgiving And we start to put those things. We start to try to act in in those things. Where we used to get anger, we don't. Where we used to have anxiety, we have peace. That's where that the great gift that Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you alone when I leave here. The Holy Spirit comes to us. The amazing thing about being Team Jesus is you get the greatest power of the universe and the Holy Spirit to live in us then. So as you said, the difference between creation of God and children of God Well, children of God get a really cool extra called the Holy Spirit that allows us to do things the world can't because they're God things. And so we just take steps. And I want to encourage you, you don't don't have to look like you have it all together. I don't mean, there's no church Christian out there that has it all together. We start sitting there saying, hey, man, did I react to that differently today than I did yesterday? And it's all about, like you said, we're growing in him through his word, through the fellowship with other believers, through praying. And as we do, we want to be, we start saying, hey, I want to be obedient to him. I see that the way he's telling me to live is is, is awesome. Yeah, and the only way to know what the obedience is is to, to be in his word. Right. I mean, us personally in his word, just me and the Bible, right? Right. Hearing good sermons, the great thing in today's world of technology, man, you can hear great sermons all the time. Right. A Bible study or a discipleship group. Yeah. We, we both have yes. them, Love and Action in the Harbor. You know, being around followers that can encourage us, you know, don't be around the judgy ones, be around the, the ones that encourage right. you. But we have to learn, hey, what does it look to walk or live as Jesus did? It's not going to happen overnight. There's change that begins happening overnight. But we're not going to, you know, it's every day is a new day that we're like, oh, yeah, i got to work on that today. But he's never slapping our wrists saying bad. He's like, hey, cool, you're getting it. Like, man, looking different than yesterday. A lot of people have knowledge of Jesus, head knowledge, that he exists and that he brings salvation and can quote 
scripture a lot, mm-hmm. but you know, we have so to go. could the enemy really well. Exactly. What did Jesus say about the demons? They know, but they tremble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have that head knowledge, and what we have to do is to approve it. Go, yeah, okay, that is true. And then we it starts moving down to our hearts, mm-hmm. where where the word tell, tells it to be, and that's when we when we decide we're going to make a decision. Yeah. And we're we are going to, as Jesus, that open invitation, follow me. I'm going to follow him. That's what his disciples did. Mm-hmm. They followed him. And what does that look like? Well, Cody said what it looked like. You know, we're getting into his word. We're learning more about him. And we commit our lives to him. That's what it's about is a commitment to Christ that we're going to live for him. He's going to be glorified in our lives. And we're going to tell others about him. And we're going to become disciples. In other words, students Students, of Jesus. followers. I want to read Philippians 1.11. It says, in lots of different translations, this is New Living. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. Like fruit's the good yeah. stuff, right? Yes, yes. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, which is the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. For those of you King James maybe out there, being filled with the fruits of righteousness are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. And what that is is when we are in salvation, we get to start seeing the fruits of it, that, it, that we are different. When somebody is dieting, the fruit that you see is you step on the scale and say, wow, I'm down a pound, right? And over time, it keeps changing. And then you finally look in the mirror and you're like, whoa, I, I have. You, know, you look at a before and after photo. Well, ours is in Christ is being very attuned, very aware. I would have probably acted this way you know, or thought that way or got angered that way. And I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I would have said that there and, and I'm not. I would have been inclined to that, and, and I'm not. I would have not cared about that person over there, and now I do. I would have not been kind there, but now I am. I would have not got excited to wake up and be in relationship and read Scripture with God. Now I am. We start cherish, be excited about even things that maybe people say, oh, that's just small. No, those are not small. These are, these are heavenly things. These are yeah. big-time things. It's bigger than anything in this world because guess what? There's lots of rich and famous people out there that maybe they're doing big, rich, and famous things in this world doesn't mean anything. Mm-mm. And they're empty. It's empty. At the same time. They might be empty, but guess what? It's not leaving a legacy. Because guess what? All the richest, famous people right now, we're going to forget about them, but we'll never be forgotten eternally. That's right. Amen. Cody, as we uh, close out here today, somebody listening, they're saying, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, the Holy Spirit moved upon their hearts, and they are ready to follow Jesus. Would you lead them in a prayer of committing their lives to Jesus? And this is the starting point, y'all. Jesus, there's that person that says, I'm ready. First of all, I ask God that you would take away any doubt or unsuredness that maybe they're saying, I don't know if I should do this or what it means. No, God, if they said they're ready, you come and say, yep, I'm ready to have you as a child. Been waiting for you and love them so deeply. Fill them so much with your power and your spirit and your strength and your love right now. And then, Lord God, as that person says, I'm ready, Lord, just let them recall, yes, I am a sinner, which makes me imperfect, which makes me separate from God, which makes me so need the forgiveness of what Jesus' sacrifice on the cross did. So I repent of my sins. I turn from them. I don't want to be part of them anymore. And God, continue to transform my mind and my heart and my actions to be more and more like you. 
God, I believe that you sent Jesus to this world to die for me. I receive that, and now, Lord, I'm ready. I commit today that I'm going to live for you. And, Lord God, I pray for that person right now that you would either have them reach out in courage and confidence to another believer in you, a church person, a friend they have, or, God, you would have someone reach to them and they could begin a discipleship relationship of encouraging one another and give them strength and courage. And, Lord, if they don't have that person, have them call Love and Action of the Harbor. But, Lord God, just help them begin that and help them see the beginning of the fruit of their salvation. And let them have such joy because their their life is now eternal. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, brother. And if you're out there and you made that decision, as Cody said, tell somebody. Talk to somebody who's a follower of Christ. And, uh, Cody, if they want to talk to you, again, uh, number and, and, and email address. 334-790-4031. That's K-O-D-Y at theharbordothan.com. Or you can contact me at Love and Action, 334-494-4995, or email ken.tuck, T-U-C-K, at loveinactionministries.com. Cody, thank you, brother. Thank you for being here again Thanks today. Thanks for letting me be here, Ken. It's great. Amen. Love spending time with you. God is good he, all, all the time. He is awesome. And, and remember that as you go through this week. Remember Jesus loves you. And if you're a believer out there, tell somebody about him. Share your testimony with them. But I hope you have a good rest of the week. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.